You're listening to the Wrestling and More Pro Wrestling Podcast, the best wrestling podcast we can produce with our tiny budget. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and maybe leave us a five-star review. If it's wrestling you want, keep it on Wrestling and More. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Wrestling and More podcast. We are reviewing today a wonderful weekend of WWE Wrestling. You can probably tell from my voice I am quite optimistic about the entire thing because, of course, we had New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginning as well. Uh, A review of that will be coming up shortly, but today we are concentrating on NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and the 2018 Royal Rumble. I am joined by Garth Jackson. How are you, my friend? Good man, yeah, you eat. who are you? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, mate, I'm alright. I'm, uh, like I say, positive, feeling good. Yes, um, my brain's about... a bit fried, so if I'm a bit off today, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit fried. <laughs> <laughs> so much wrestling, so yeah, much wrestling. <laughs> but for once, for once WWE seems to have pulled it out of the bag, it seems, at the moment, to have lived up to the hype. Um, we will get on to... Uh, the Royal Rumble in a moment, but we are going to start with NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Garth, what were your thoughts about this show? That was really good overall. Yeah, um, I mean, going into it, I hadn't seen Takeover uh, NXT for a while, so I wasn't sort of fully up to speed on the the storylines. But yeah. with it being NXT, it's so the so tell the story so simply that the vignettes just said it all anyway, so it was fine. Yeah, um, um, NXT is very much a uh, product that you can just watch from takeover to takeover. Yeah. Um, very, very little happens um, that's imperative to the plot on the NXT TV show, mm. but it is probably the best hour of wrestling that WWE put yeah. out. Uh, Definitely the best. By a mile, actually. Yeah. yeah, from a pro wrestling. And then, you know, just speaking for a moment as, you know, simply who we saw in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah, for- NXT is going to be sensational in the next couple of yeah. months, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just people we saw in the crowd, obviously, we knew about the signing of War Machine, we knew about the signing of Candice LeRae, we'd heard about um, Ricochet, and EC3. then EC3 turned up as well, looking like a million dollars. Yeah. He, I he mean, did look like the absolute shit. He really he, I mean, did. He was, when I was still watching um, TNA Impact, whatever they called it, um, he was just starting to sort of make his way, and he was terrible at, at the first. Yeah, I think he, he not long left WWE the first time because he'd been there originally. Yeah, he was in part of the uh, the original NXT. Yeah, and then um, he was absolutely liquid dog shit when he joined <laughs> um, Impact, but like overnight almost he became amazing. Yeah, um, he seemed to have a very very quick transition into hmm? the main event. Store, the, the the matches he had with uh, Bobby Lashley were really really good. Yeah, but um, Bobby Lashley's not the greatest wrestler. He's well, just big. The um, rumors that he's going to come back. Well, originally there were rumors that he would turn up in the Royal Rumble at number yeah, thirty. He's he's had his release granted, hasn't he? He has, and apparently that's it's all signed, sealed, delivered that he will yeah. be back in WWE. I mean, he has got a lot of unfinished business in yeah. the WWE. Um, he was. The pre-Roman reigns, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was he was yeah. pushed far too quickly, far too soon. 
unfortunately for Bobby Lashley, because he did have potential. Um, I think people saw him in the same vein as um, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he didn't have the neither the charisma nor the talent that Brock Lesnar naturally had. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, if he comes back, it's it's a big steal for the WWE. Mm-hmm. The only problem is now that they've got so much talent that it is going to push talent such as yeah. Ty Dillinger, um, you know, No Way Jose, people like that. It's going to push them out, and I think we're going to see quite a few more releases. Yeah, unless of course they just team these people up for tag teams. Let's just stop stop pissing around on Raw. Start having more matches. That is true. Though I will say, and I will go into this briefly afterwards, I did think Raw this week was really good. I did think Raw last night was re- uh, sorry last night Monday was really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into uh, <laughs> into NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Um, yep, let's do it. We'll start with the opening match, which was for the NXT Tag Team Championships between the undisputed era of Bobby Fish and Kylo Rari, the current champions. And they were taking on the Authors of Pain with Paul Ellering. This was a strange match. Really, really good match. But I never thought I'd see the Authors of Pain as faces. Yeah, I really like them as well. I really really like them. them. Um, A lot of this match was centred around Rizar's leg injury. Mm -hmm. Um, He tweaked his leg partway through the match. And Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, who had been slingshotted round the ring for the vast (laughs) majority of this match Um, took advantage of that really worked the knee there was a lovely spot where um, Bobby Fish had him draped leg wrapped into the ropes and then slammed it down that looked legitimately painful Rizart sold it fantastically he sold it it brilliantly Um, I am aware by the way that it is is Razor not Rizart but even so Um, it made sense that's it did. Thing. A, lot, a lot of what happened made sense. He, could, he couldn't sort of pick them up for some of the moves. Um, even though for the for their like sort of double power bomb, I, I was sort of hoping he would sort of stumble there. Yeah. Well, for the, the super end, collider the at the end, which yeah. led to the which led to the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he did stumble as he was carrying Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really good. I thought it was a really ingenious end. I thought it was mm-hmm. a really good end. It didn't. At any point, make the authors of pain look weak because that yeah. was what they were in danger of doing. Because Bobby Fish mm. and Carlo Riley are obviously very, a lot smaller than the two men. Yeah. Um, but really good match. Um, as the as a, um, the authors of pain go for the super collider, um, raises na- uh, knee buckles. He goes down. Um, is it Akam who gets his knee injured? I can't remember which one it is that gets there. <laughs> Nick. Aikum. I think it's Aikum that gets his knee injured. I can't tell them apart, I'll be honest. I know one <laughs> has the arm tattoo, yeah. but I've <laughs> since they debuted on NXT, I haven't been able to tell them apart. It's like the Usos. Um, <laughs> anyway, one of them gets their knee injured, and I did write it down, and now I'm not entirely sure that my notes are right. Um, anyway, he goes down after colliding with his own man because he's buckled under the weight of Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly gets the pin, and the Undisputed Era retain. Um I think we surprise actually. Yeah, I mean, I'd predicted that the undisputed era were going to retain um, simply because at some point, and we've talked about this about dominant factions before, haven't we? We talked about it mm-hmm. about um, Balor Club in NXT. The undisputed era are the thing at the moment, yeah. and I think with Adam Cole spearheading it and him, it's pretty much telegraphed that he will be an NXT champion, mm-hmm. possibly at Takeover New Orleans on WrestleMania Definitely. weekend. Um, you can see there is. 
you know, they've got to hold all the gold, be that dominant faction. Yeah. Uh, but a good match yeah. overall. Yeah, really was, impressed. Was, good was, start. Good, yeah. um, we then followed with the Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono. Now, Velveteen Dream, when he first debuted, I... What did you say earlier? Liquid dog shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought when he first debuted, I was like, good God. Basically, yeah. for those who haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, I don't know how you've found this podcast. <laughs> um, he is a Prince rip-off act. Um, and when he debuted the gimmick, this I thought the ceiling for that gimmick was Jobber. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he'd have anything more than that. However, I was proved wrong. At TakeOver War Games in November, he had one of the best matches of the year with Alistair Black. Yeah, an totally. absolutely sensational match. Um, like I say, one of the best WWE matches of the year, and it has catapulted the Velveteen Dream into stardom. He got a huge ovation <laughs> when he come down to the, uh, came down to the ring. And when you consider he was against Cassius Ono, and Cassius Ono was getting booed, there were yeah. there were boos there for Ono, <laughs> and he's a fan favourite. That just goes to show just how over the Velveteen Dream is. I just hope they don't um, move him on too quickly because I think he'll just get buried at the in the main roster. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> well, look at the momentum that Ty Dillinger had before he moved exactly. up. Tyler yeah. Breeze before he moved up. Finn Balor for a while. Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people had this momentum and nothing's happened with them. Um, I think it's almost, someone's written in the stars, that no matter how much success Velveteen Dream has, he will go to the main roster, be put mm-hmm. in a feud with Goldust. I was just going to say, and, yeah. uh, or a tag team. Yeah, or, or a tag team. <laughs> I would love to see that. Golden Dreams, oh my yeah. God. Ve- Velvet and Gold. Velvet and Gold. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> there we go, Bucket Vince. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate that, but, you know, Patrick Clark, the person behind the dream, is he's a very, very talented wrestler. Mm. And he's 23. Honestly. He's 23. I love the gimmick, I do, because it's it it's got that it's got a very sort of 80s, 90s cartoon era WWF. It has, and I I don't know if I love the gimmick or whether I love Patrick Clark's portrayal mm. of it or how much he gives to it. That's the, that's the thing. He, he's he's a hundred percent sold on it. Yeah, it's such a performance. It, it just really, of, really is. It's got a bit of sort of macho man. It's got a bit of um, like Rick the Model Martel in there. Oh god, yeah, it has absolutely. Uh, just that, like they're some of my favorites. And yeah, just, yeah. He really is. He's so charismatic. It's untrue. Um, he had a match on the Go Home NXT before TakeOver. He had a match against Gargano, which was another really, really good match. Hmm. I wasn't sold on this match. I didn't think it was. I don't know whether it was because I expected too much after the Alistair Black match mm. or whether it's because Ono's just not as athletic as um, Black or I don't know whether I just hyped it too much. But it was still a good match. I just didn't I've think got, it was yeah, as good. I've got that in my notes. I've got um, it was pretty much just a filler match. It was mm. just to get it was just to get the Velveteen Dream on the, the pay-per-view, really. Yeah, it was to get five matches on the card, wasn't yeah. it? Um, um, I mean, it was all right. It was quite Oh, hard, yeah, absolutely. Like, There's a lovely DDT that the Velveteen Dream does. Um, some it's a weird inverted DDT, but it looks fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah, um, it's nice to see the DDT being used properly as a finisher as well. Yeah, I mean, Andrade seeing almost his DDT is fantastic, but we will get into yeah. that. Um, he also the Velveteen Dream also does a lovely rolling Death Valley driver. 
yeah. which he performed. I think he botched it slightly. Um, but when you consider he's 23 and he can carry Cassius Ono, who's not a thin man, um, you know, that's fairly impressive. That's that's a lot of strength right there. Um, so they were, were welling each other with those elbows. They really were. Well, the thing was, behind the match, supposedly Velveteen Dream had said, I'm going to knock him out in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Because he um, came out dressed as like a boxer, didn't he? Yeah, the entire shtick was a boxer this time, which I thought was quite good. And he knocked him down. He did. And started celebrating. That was brilliant. <laughs> but again, it's that charisma. Everything's a showcase with him. Yeah. Uh, then Ono obviously lost his temper, elbowed him in the face, and <laughs> out came the gum, the gum shield. I, yeah. I mean, some of those strikes from Ono. I know he's known as the knockout artist, but good grief, some of those strikes were stiff as, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, and obviously, his you know his clothesline, his elbows—they are what he's known for. And mm-hmm. bloody hell, he sounded sounded savage. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, in the end, uh, Velveteen Dream went over again, as most people predicted, because Cassius Ono is the Dolph Ziggler of NXT, um, the gatekeeper for up-and-coming talents. Uh, hit him with the purple Rainmaker, his fantastic elbow from the top rope. <laughs> he got some distance on that. Yeah, I mean, once he'd got Ono on the uh, on the canvas, he got onto the uh, the top turnbuckle, and then I think he realised just how far Cassius Ono was away. <laughs> He sort of did a double take, didn't he? He did. He was like, oh, bollocks. I didn't see that. Um, but uh, but he least, hit it. Yeah, I mean, at least they didn't do what they would have done on the main roster where they do that sort of shimmy across yeah. the ring. Yeah, exactly. Um, to get into position. No, it was it was very natural. It was a good ending. Um, like I say, it wasn't as good as the tag team match. certainly wasn't as good as Black versus Velveteen Dream from TakeOver War Games, but very few matches are. Um, but yeah, good match. I think it's the right person won. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. Again, it I was... keeps him sort of hot. It keeps him on a on a good sort of form. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, I did predict Velveteen Dream, so at the moment, I was two for two. <laughs> I was two for two. Um, next match was for the NXT Women's Championship. It saw champion yep. Ember Moon take on Shayna Baszler. Now... Mm. When Baszler debuted in the Mae Young Classic, I thought that she looked green as. I thought she looked really dangerous. Yeah. During TakeOver Philadelphia, I was genuinely worried for Ember Moon's safety. Yeah, definitely. She I've got that was notes, actually. fantastic in this match. This, I think this was my second favourite match. Yeah. I mean, this was... very. There was very, very little wrestling apart from Ember Moon's one-armed eclipse, which was fantastic. That finisher is up there with the best in the WWE. Yeah. Um, but Baszler, just, she destroyed Ember Moon. It, they, they booked themselves into a corner, really, by putting Baszler in for the women's title so early. Yeah. Because you'd built this dominant monster, but you couldn't have her lose mm-hmm. without stunting her momentum. So, th- in my opinion, I predicted that Ember Moon would win but via DQ, basically, Baszler mm. would take it too far. Yeah. And effectively, that is what happened. Um, Shayna Baszler locked on an arm lock. She targeted the arm. She stamped on. Um, that, that stamp is horrible. Jesus. Um, Ember Moon had her hand placed on the canvas and her arm in the air. Um, and Baszler stamped on it, similar to what she did on Dakota Kai beforehand. Mm. Um, and Ember Moon sold that brilliantly. Um, I mean, I must admit, Ember Moon, the performance she gave in this match was fantastic. Um, 
but Baszler was was savage during this. Obviously, she locked on the arm locks for the majority of the match. I yeah, think. I was a bit disappointed that she didn't put any more wrestling in there. Yeah, but again, I she think she's a couple it's of more... suplexes, but yeah, it's nothing. just a what's it, isn't it? It's just that she's MMA, so therefore we'll put MMA yeah. holds in there. Um, but anyway, she locked in. Moon consistently tried to get out of it, couldn't. Eventually rolled over, managed to use Basil's momentum against a roller up for the win. <laughs> um, which was the right call, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Basil then got a heat back by choking out Ember Moon afterwards <laughs> in a rage, an absolute flat out rage. Yeah. I mean, this woman's terrifying. She. I was just going to say, she looks mean as hell. Yeah, you wouldn't mess with her. You really no. wouldn't mess with her. I mean, but, if. She, I mean. If it's, she's obviously pulling on something real, yeah. But a performance is actually really, really good because you believe it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the Brock. It's like the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah, you believe she, she can actually kick your ass. Yeah, you believe that she actually wants to hurt you, and that is mm-hmm. half, half the thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this match was, it was good. It was, it did what it needed to do without mm-hmm. going OTT in the rest. I mean, you can't expect Baszler, who's just come out of MMA with minimal wrestling experience to come out and start performing moonsaults. Yeah, yeah. You know, sunset flips. So, <laughs> you know, they did what they could do, and I think... I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, her and Moon had good chemistry in the in the ring. Um, obviously, Moon keeps hold of the gold. Uh, whether those two then have another match at TakeOver New Orleans, yeah. I don't well, know. I, mean, I wouldn't. the Rumble, didn't you? Yeah. So... I don't think Basil will have another shot at the title at the moment because obviously, you know, if she gets the title now, she's got nothing else to do. I yeah. think just have her in the Nia Jax role, destroy mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. You know, just try, really the, build the, her up. Sort of looked like they sort of hinted at some sort of feud with um, that other Japanese girl. Kairi Sane? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Sane, I mean, she showed in the Rumble that she was just how good she is yeah um, I thought she had a really good chain for the limited time she was in there um, you know she could carry Baszler to a good match and mm-hmm. Baszler could still do all the MMA holding stuff and things like that um, but yeah Emma Moon retains again Rob was 3 for 3 he <laughs> thought all his Christmases had come at once until match 4 where <laughs> Alistair Black took on Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match Good God, this was a savage match, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Good grief. But at the same, at the same time, I've got quite a few problems with it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hit me. What are your problems? Um, I'll tell you what. My first problem was the goddamn crowd. <laughs> Before they'd even touched, they were shouting, "This is awesome!" And I absolutely hate that chant. Mm. With an absolute passion, it's it's one of the bane's of wrestling at the minute. Yes, um, I think chants awesome. in general from the crowd are the it's bane just, of a wrestling fan's life. Fair enough, if it's been a good match, but they hadn't even they were staring off, mm. and it was like, Sh- shut up and bloody get on with it. Um, <laughs> I thought that like the, the opening exchange is really good, like it's sort of yeah, again straight for it, no messing around. They just went for it, and obviously um, Cole was just straight out of the ring to get his weapons. Um, but and then it just daft things started happening. And I just think, obviously, you've got Alistair Black, who's a bit of an oddball. Yeah. Um, 
But they had the Kendo sticks and he just sort of tossed it aside. See, I like that. I and like I know what he's because... I know what he's trying to get. I know what he's getting at. Yeah. And obviously he's saying like, come on, I'm I'm hard enough to take, but then you think I'm but the whole idea of the Kendo stick is it really hurts. Yeah. And I tell you what, Cole was not holding back with that Kendo stick, was he? No, no. Well you could see straight away the marks. Yeah. Um I th- I liked the idea because obviously the story was that Cole being the chicken shit heel, mm. he was going to use anything he could get his hands on. Yeah. Whereas Black, you know, he's not better than that, but he's got he's a deeper character than that. He's got yeah. that kind of zen attitude. Yeah, I loved it, especially as um, there was a moment when Cole was outside holding a chair, properly giving it some, yelling mm. at Black, and Black was sitting there. Sitting I there, loved yeah. that. that. I loved that. Um, and I did like I did like um, when he when Black threw the stick, the look on Cole's face. Yeah, that was excellent. When he was like, just, "Yeah, all right." He was just like, you're giving me the match, you're giving me the match. Go on then, mate. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, there was some some really hard hitting, as we've alluded to um, already. Cole absolutely laid into the back of Alistair Black with that kendo stick. There was one point where Black attempted a moonsault, his uh, running second rope moonsault, spring ball moonsault, and And Cole slapped him in the abdomen with it. That's one where I just thought, what? Why are you doing that now? I did think um, that while he did it. I was like, it's a really cool that? move, terrible timing. Yeah, he's, I mean, it would have been better if he w- he'd been on the floor mm. and then he quickly got up and hit him, but just seemed a bit... Why would you do that when he's standing in the middle of the ring with holding a stick? Yeah, it did seem very strange. Um, but, I mean, it's obviously it's one of the spots that worked on, so... Yeah, To absolutely. get over the, sort of, the beating that he was going to take. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it did. It kind of built Adam Cole up as well, which is what was needed. Yeah. Um, the spot I want. There's two spots I want to talk about because we talked about at the start about how savage this match was. Mm-hmm. I doubt in the WWE you are going to find a move that hurts more than having a Death Valley driver on two chairs set up actually as chairs <laughs> and having a Death Valley driver onto the two like high points of the chair right yeah. in the top of your back, it's like the back, the, like the backrests. Again, I know you hate wrestling chants, but holy shit! Oh yeah, no, no, that was when I watched that because I was like, well, I watched it quite late on, so I was a little bit sort of, sort of drowsy. But I watched that and I, I, I immediately sat and I, and I said to myself, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, and did that actually happen? I, it, oh Jesus Christ! Um, anyway, that led into a pinfall attempt, which. Uh, was broken up by the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. They interfered and performed their double move, double team move, the total elimination on Alistair Black, laid him out, dragged him towards the announce table, where they were then intercepted by my favourite team in NXT, Sanity, uh, who I assume have not had their their one-on-one, their two-on-two rematch for the Mm -hmm. tag title, so I assume they will challenge um, the Undisputed Era at TakeOver for the tag titles. Um... So they had their little, you know, bit of a bust up. Dane mm-hmm. formed a suicide dive, which is just incredible. <laughs> Killian Dane is an absolute superstar. He's going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black is still laid out. Uh, those two teams kind of beat themselves up and go yeah. away. I mean, them coming out just, I don't know, just, it was just all a bit unnecessary and pointless. It was a bit I mean, overbooked. The, yeah, it, it was a bit really, overbooked. Yeah, I mean, it, I understand you just, you want to get them in there. I just didn't understand 
didn't really do anything to the main guys in the match. Other than no. break up the pin, I suppose. Um, they needed some way of Cole kicking out of that. Because yeah. without Fish and O'Reilly, there's absolutely no way you kick out of a Death Valley driver. Onto <laughs> I can't stress this enough, people. If you haven't seen it, go back and just watch that segment. Because Jesus Christ. You it, wouldn't get away with that on the main roster. Never. Good God. You wouldn't get away with that in New Japan. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Black comes round uh, as Cole is on the announce table. Pushes him off and then double foot stomps Cole through the announce table. Yeah, which was also an extremely cool move. Um, gets him uh, back in the ring. Cole hits um, Black with a super kick. Goes at him with the chair, to which Black hits him with a black mass and pins him for the win. So much to love, Alistair Black. He screwed up my predictions. The bastard. Yeah. The um the spot off the off the top rope through the table. Yeah. yeah. Like this, it was really good. It just took so long for them to set it up. It did. It did take a long time. Because he put the table out, then he got to the next table, and then they put the ladder up. And, oh yeah, I do uh, remember that. Yes, but which again, that that looked like really hurt. Yeah, that, we looked at the of... NX. We looked at um, Wrestle Kingdom when yeah. Jericho went through the two tables, mm-hmm. and Jericho got hit with a V trigger, and <laughs> kind of looked at the tables, stumbled, yeah, assessed where he was going. Then went through the tables, whereas Black did not give a no, shit. No, no. He didn't he look. He didn't know where he was going. It's just look at the drawer. He went through the yeah. tables. Um, but yeah, that was the win. For I mean, us it, it was. A, it was a really good match. It was from what I'd read beforehand. I think I must have went in with bigger expectations because everyone was saying it was sort of one of the matches potentially of the year and all that. And I thought like it was really good. I just thought there was too many. It's where I thought, why would you do that? And it took us out of it at yeah. times. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's supposed to be this sort of hard-hitting match where you want to be relentless, but then you're going and setting up little things. And I get really annoyed when people don't try and pin people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just I think I think that's just the old school sort of wrestling fan. Just I like try and pin, try and pin, do a move, try and pin. Try, especially stuff like matches like that where they've had such a beating. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of my pet hates, and this is digressing slightly, at Battleground when Rusev and John Cena had that stupid flag match. Oh, God, and yeah. it was like, why do moves? Cena's on mm-hmm. the floor. Run. Run, Rusev. <laughs> Run and put your flag in. And then there was one point where he picked up the flag holder. It's like, why have you put it back? <laughs> why Throw it into the crowd. What are you doing? The crowd aren't going to give it in back. No, no. Logic. <laughs> exactly. But logic goes out the window when it's wrestling, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you've only got to look at the Velveteen Dream to realise that wrestling <laughs> logic goes out the window. <laughs> you know, Shayna Baszler should have yeah. legitimately broken Ember Moon's arm, but, you know, oh, yeah. she's fine enough to enter the Rumble without selling it at all. <laughs> um, so, you know, wrestling logic. Yeah. Um, that brings us to... Um, the main event for the NXT Championship, Andrade Cien Almas, the current champion coming out with Zelina Vega uh, against Johnny Gargano. And I'm not exaggerating this at all when I say, when people on Facebook, when people on Twitter are saying how good this match is, believe them. Yeah. It is without a doubt. If Dave Meltzer does not award this five stars, I don't know what they will give five stars to because this 
was incredible. I mean, everything about this match. I can't think of anything in this match that I would have changed at all. Nothing. Even the entrances were really good for considering it's NXT. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we Can got Cian Almas, you know, harkening back to his uh, to his lucha roots. Yeah, his mariachi band. Yeah, the mariachi <laughs> band. I mean, I love it. I love his entrance theme anyway. And since he's been with Zelina Vega, he's just been. I mean, he looks like a champion. He yeah. really does. Um, there was just there was so much in this match. There's so many spots in this match. Mm-hmm. It's just it's impossible just, to list it. It's impossible to list it all and do it justice for a, you as listeners. Yeah, you've you've got to watch it. You have. If I you mean, watch any matches we can just watch that one. Watch that one. Yeah, watch from anything. You know, from the you know the rumble. No, just watch this match. You know anything from Gargano slingshot DDTs to the mat wrestling between the two to the that opening was, sequence yeah. for the first the opening time. sequence was unbelievable for 10 minutes it felt like about 10 minutes just reversing each other's moves and it came across so seamlessly mm-hmm. I mean this match was um, I've written it down somewhere 32 minutes and 22 seconds this match went and genuinely at no point did it feel like it had gone 32 minutes was, I don't even I don't even think that had any sort of any sort of real rest up or no it never time wasting or anything it, it just... never let up no I mean these are both fit fit individuals it was like watching um, it was like watching Angle in his prime yeah it was at times it that's, was absolutely that's a high praise it was absolutely I mean very very few people can be com- uh, compared to Angle um, but I mean Almas He's always been someone who's been on the fringe. You know, he's always yeah. been almost there. And when he came in, they didn't really know what to do with him, did they? Yeah, he was he just was made it. this party boy, wasn't he? Yeah. And, you know, he's he's taken on Gargano before, I think, at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And it was, you know, it was a good match. But this, you know, it wasn't a patch on this. Mm. Um, and everything seemed to happen for a reason. The double mm-hmm. knee smashes from Ormus, um, The super kicks Gargano put on. The Gargano escape that he seemed to have locked in for bloody ages. Um, you know, Gargano kicking out of the Hammerlock DDT. Nobody kicks out of the Hammerlock DDT. That um, the double um, moonsault as well. Oh, that was, that was amazing! Yeah, fantastic. He just landed on his feet and then, then just did another again. one without yeah. breaking, without breaking like any kind of Me- momentum. Yeah, he's honestly. Honestly, I have just all new respect for Armas. He might be my favourite wrestler. That, um, Honestly. The, that dive as well, that um, Gargano missed. Oh. oh! And just landed flat on his back. God, right in front of Candice LeRae as well. Yeah. Who was like, oh God, is he all right? <laughs> and she had a, she came in and had a go as well. Yeah, yeah. Zelina Vega got into the match one too many times, hit a Hurricane runner off the ring apron on Gargano. He hit the ring steps. Um, then she came round to try and attack Gargano again so Candice LeRae jumped the barrier and uh, battered Vega um, obviously trying to help out this in fact led to the end uh, Gargano was on the top um, Almas Hammerlock DDT an elevated Hammerlock DDT on Gargano pinned him for the three count and you know Almas retains but that's only half the story because after this match, Gargano is a bona fide main eventer. 
Yeah. If definitely. they send him to 205 Live, utter bollocks. Utter bollocks. Well, it looks like um, they're going to bring Massimo Camper uh, back, isn't it? Yeah, well, Tommaso Ciampa made his yeah. return from this in, uh, from injury, returned at the end, which everyone thought he would. I'm glad that Gargano didn't lose the title because of Ciampa, though. Because yeah. I think this did so much more for Gargano. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. Gargano, anyway, came back, um, going up the ramp with Candice LeRae, and Ciampa absolutely Smashing. destroyed <laughs> Gargano across the back with a crutch. Um, put a cap on. An absolutely fantastic takeover. Um, a lot of people online, on Twitter especially, have been saying how they didn't think that this would be a good takeover. They thought it was very much a kind of holding one ready for the WrestleMania one in mm-hmm. New Orleans. I think this was a better overall product than NXT War Games. Yeah. I thought the main event of War Games was absolutely incredible, and obviously the Dream um, Alistair Black match was sensational. But this was fantastic. It really was. And I don't know whether that's just me because I'm, you know, in love with the main event or whether mm-hmm. it's because this was genuinely a better no, all round. It was genuinely a, like a classic match. It was just such a good, good match. Um, yeah. I mean, they got standing ovation at the end. I mean, there was no way you couldn't. There was no yeah. way you couldn't have a standing ovation for this. Um, I mean,. If we're going to give the star rating out of five, it'd have to be four and a half or five for me. I'd give it. I'll give it four and a half. That match, the entire show, the entire thing. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it four and a half, and I would say most of that is for that last match. Yeah, I mean the last it's match alone one, is five. I mean, I rarely go back and watch matches again, but that's one that I'm definitely going to watch again. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you want to get people into wrestling, show them that match. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the first portion of our review show. But of course, as I'm sure you are all aware, that was not the main event of the weekend. We had the Royal Rumble, the pay per view we all most look forward to. You know, even though we all say it's WrestleMania, it's not. It's the Rumble, um, <laughs> just because it's so full of surprise. And I think this time was no different. There were so many people that could have won this. You yeah. know, it could have been Shinsuke, it could have been Finn Balor, it could have been Bray Wyatt. Um, he says sarcastically it was never going to be Bray Wyatt but you know it could have been Randy Orton it could have been Roman Reigns it could have been you know anyone really Um, but obviously we'll go into who won it very very shortly pre-show Kalisto Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado uh, defeated TJP Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak whoop who cares Um, (laughs) The Revival for some strange reason defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson not entirely sure why. I assume to try and get the revival some of the momentum back they lost at Raw <laughs> Twenty Five. Um, don't know why it had to be at the expense of you know Balor Club, but you know, oh well. Um, yeah. And then we had the Bobby Roode Open Challenge for the WWE United States Championship when Mojo Rawley came out. Um, it was never going to be anyone big on the pre-show, was it? No. Um, you know, you weren't going to have anyone returning. So I think Mojo was fine. He's shit. He really is. He's just shit. I've just got no time for him at all. No, I just, just I don't rate him at all. When there's so many other people on the roster. Yeah, I rate Zack Ryder more than I rate Mojo. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Bobby Roode went over, obviously. Um. Which led us to the main card. Now, we kicked off um, with AJ Styles 
versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match for the WWE Championship. I love this match. It was good. I was thought good, yeah. that the dynamic between Owens and Zayn and the way <laughs> they used the handicap was brilliant. The, the way they were talking they to each kept, other. They just kept tagging each other. Yeah, especially at the start. <laughs> but again, AJ Styles is just absolutely fantastic. He really is. Yeah. Um, but overall, the right man won. AJ Styles won. There was a little bit of controversy. Um, Sami Zayn was being held back from tagging in Kevin Owens. There was yeah. a bit of shenanigans. Did he tag? Didn't he tag? Um, AJ threw him over the rope. Owens came in to throw um, Styles for pop a power bomb. Styles reversed it into a roll up and pinned Kevin Owens clean. The argument then, then was, of course, that <laughs> yeah, that Kevin Owens wasn't the legal man. If you watch the replay, it's fantastic because you see Kevin Owens doing everything in his power to not tag Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, so I noticed that straight away. I was like, "What's he doing?" Yeah, absolutely. So you know, um, they had legitimate beef. They went backstage, said to Shane, "Did you see that?" He said, "Yep," and walked off, which is fine by me because. <laughs> You know, A, it was one word and I didn't have to see his face for long and B, just forwards that storyline. Yeah. Um, hopefully, now, that's the end of this whole thing because, obviously, obviously, Daniel Bryan is not cleared because he would have been in the Rumble yeah, if he was cleared. He yeah. I think, anyway, I could be wrong. Probably am wrong. I'd love to be wrong. But I just I don't see where the storyline's going with Daniel Bryan. At the no, moment, if he was, if he, if they were going to have him, if they were going to build him for the for Mania, he would have been in the Rumble, even for just like one minute. Yeah, he would have been in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but obviously, didn't arrive, so I don't know where that goes from there. Anyway, the next match was the two out of three falls match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships between the Usos, who are the current champions and Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. And my God, you could hear a pin drop during yeah. this match. I've got that on my note, actually. I've got the crowd quite shit. They, most they of weren't it. just shit. Good grief, they were silent. You you yeah. couldn't hear a thing. It's, because it's Philly, though, you sort of think, is this some sort of protest? Yeah. Because they seem to like, they like the sound of their own voices normally. Yeah, and I don't know whether it was just because they'd had, you know, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out in the previous match or whether it was just because they don't give a crap about Chad Gable yeah. and Shelton Benjamin, which is, you know, legitimate because neither do I. Yeah. Which is a shame because Chad Gable is fantastic. Well, I mean, they're both really good, but they've, they've got, had absolutely zero character development at all. No. No, I agree. They've, they've had any time on the mic, really. Um, they've got no real chemistry. I mean, they work well in the ring, but like outside of it, you don't see them as like, a legit team. No, no, I'm with you 100%. I, I just, there's not been enough for me to get invested in this team. Okay, this it's half of American good. Alpha and a person who was good 10 years ago. So what? Yeah. You know, I, the, I don't I mean, care. I mean, it was like technically it was quite good, and the Usos always put on a good show, but yeah, yeah you could. There wasn't anywhere near the sort of chemistry between the Usos and them as there was with them and the new day. Sort of the new day. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Um, it fell flat, and I mean, it goes to show really that apart from the pinfalls, the only spot that I really remember is Gable and Shelton Benjamin performing their double team move on mm -hmm. the outside, and whichever Uso it was taking a nasty 
nasty bump on the top of his head. Yeah, that's he right. took all of it on the top of his head. You could, you, you could hear it as well. Yeah, you could. You'll slam. And again, you said earlier about you sitting up and going, "Oh bloody hell!" I said that during that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good how they did it, where they didn't do what they normally do, one for one, and then the. It was. Then they get the second but it was... where the hell did Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin go from here? No idea. Because they <laughs> they can't possibly be in the tag team championship picture now. And it does beg the question: Who is next going to challenge the Usos? I'd love yeah. to see. Authors of Pain, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been promoted as of yet, so I assume that's going to be WrestleMania, after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as you alluded to, the Usos won this with a shutout, 2-0. Um, first one after a stereo superkick on Chad Gable, um, and then the second after a roll-up out of absolutely nowhere on no. Sean Benjamin. So, you know... Usos retain Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin slip further into obscurity. It just it just makes no sense to have like Benjamin and Gable easily no. beaten and to look pretty just like jobbers. Yeah, I. To be honest, it was the two worst matches. Are this and the other tag match? Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I fast forwarded through the tag the other tag match. Yeah, it, you missed literally nothing. I mean, I just skipped it because it had zero consequence. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, there we go. Um, Next, third on the card. Third on the (laughs) card. We had the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, Which, we were talking about this before we came on air. I think this is the best Rumble we've had in years. It had everything. The Mm -hmm. first podcast on this channel was a review of the 2017 Royal Rumble match. Not the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. pay-per-view, just the match. And I slated it because we just we didn't have those staples of a Royal Rumble that we should have. You mm-hmm. know, there was no returning legends. There was no Kofi Kingston escape, really, apart from using that yeah. ring post, which was, you know, it wasn't his best. It was pretty average. You know, Roman Reigns coming in at 30. You know, the whole thing was very anticlimactic. Randy Orton bloody winning it. So it was very anticlimactic. And then if you look at the winners over the last couple of years, we've had Randy Orton, Triple H, uh, Roman Reigns, Batista. You know, we've had a run of very average winners. Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio. You know, they've been very average, average Um, (laughs) pay-per-views. I mean, the last great one, I would say, is probably 2010 when Edge returned. Um, Yeah before they ballsed it up and tried to make it a 40-man event, <laughs> which was just, just don't do it. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Because then you've got Alberto Del Rio winning it. Um, But this, in my opinion, it was well-constructed. Um, there yeah. was storytelling where there needed to be storytelling. You know, the right yeah. people entered, give or take a few people, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Um, but we started off with Rusev and Finn Balor. Definitely the right people. Yep. Uh, Rusev is so over. Yeah, he is, and it's absolutely in. It's despite what WWE have tried yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now. The man can't help but be over because of his charisma and his mm-hmm. wrestling ability. WWE take heed. I mean, he had a good show, and he was in for thirty minutes. But you know, just Balor. Balor was good. Balor oh, really Balor looked. Balor is incredible. 
when he came out at two, I was like, oh no, my pick. <laughs> oh yeah, needless to say, I got absolutely decimated in the predictions here because I had the Usos, uh, sorry, I had Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin <laughs> and I had um, Finn Balor. So you I won remember, I, quite, I my... quite convincingly. Did I, did I say Shinsuke? You said Shinsuke, yeah. Did I? You got right. everything right. <laughs> You got everything right. Okay then. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. No, you didn't. The smart, the oh. Raw Tag Team Championship match, I got right. Oh, you didn't. Oh. I'll, I'll I'll take that. Yeah, but you know what kind of bloody solaces are in uh, for me? I was right. <laughs> Rhino was re- Rhino was in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ECW alumni Rhino Trevor uh, came in. Um, he was at three. Lasted about. Two minutes. Um, yeah. Heath Slater, bless his cotton socks. That was. I thought that was brilliant. He what, was. What Slater did. So funny. He came down was, to the ring, got yeah. laid out, and then everyone, from I think it was six who was Elias down to eleven who was Sheamus, just <laughs> beat the hell out of Heath Slater on the outside before they came in. Um. So you know. One thing that I have to mention about it was so many slide outs. Mm. Or so many people taking time out on the side. There was in the women's um, as well. Yeah, like too much. Like at the point was where, especially in the women's, sometimes I didn't even know who was in and who was out. With Becky and Sasha. Yeah. I thought the exact same. I thought we'd missed Sasha's elimination. I had to rewind it. <laughs> I, was I like, did. Where I rewound is Sasha? it. <laughs> anyway, um, the first surprise really was Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Was in and the he, Royal Rumble. That man must have been shown as well. absolutely knackered. He was in for like what forty minutes. He was in for twenty nine minutes. Right. Yeah, well, um, he lasted the fourth longest. Yeah, he, he, he had a really really strong. He had showing. a good showing. They made him look good. Only one elimination though. One mm. elimination. That was Kofi Kingston. There didn't seem to be many who were getting sort of. A no, group of eliminations. Or I mean, I've I've got the um, the what's up here. Of course, Roman Reigns got the most with Finn Balor. Of course, Roman Reigns got the most. Um, and then with three eliminations were Nakamura, <laughs> John Cena, God, I call, and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, he was only in it for twenty minutes, Bray, but he looked quite strong when he came in. Yeah. And I'm determined to try and make this as much about Bray as I possibly and the, can. And they had the, obviously they had the sort of face-off with uh, Matt. Yeah, that was good storyline progression between the two of them. Yeah. But they teased a tag team, and oh my I god, know, you I just know. love to see a tag team between those see, two. See, but I thought when the when the t- I thought oh they're going to work together, and I thought that would have been really good, and then turn on each other. Yeah. Yeah, would have been. Sort of laughed, laughed at each other, and then just start hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was good to be fair. Yeah. Um then at number 10, we had Ty Dillinger, who then didn't come out because he was having the that leather beaten out of him by stupid. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It seemed to have changed the rules there. Yeah. for them. Apparently, that's okay. Apparently, if you get to the person before they get to the ring, you can replace them. <laughs> uh, so Sami Zayn came out instead. <clears throat> um, he was eliminated shortly after, had no real Shame. bearing on the match. Uh, Sheamus then came to the ring, was eliminated by Heath Slater. Yeah. Um, almost instantaneously on his birthday as well. That was excellent because it's like his face. I mean, obviously he, he was probably pretty knackered off the match as well. So his face is brilliant. His face was excellent. It's just sort of like what? What? <laughs> um, 
We then had Shinsuke coming in at 14. Um, a massive pop. Massive. Huge, huge pop. As soon as he came in, it was between him and Balor. And it changed the match, I think, as well. It did. It did. And Shinsuke now, it's amazing what a win does, but he feels mm-hmm. like the superstar he should have been. Yeah. Um, I mean, your runner Meg Carters came in next. Um, Kofi came in. Cesaro. Um, I will talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Three of the four members of the Raw tag team match Cesaro, Sheamus, yeah. and Seth Rollins. It was the next match on the card. Those yeah. three men were in the Rumble. I've, I've got that on my note. I've got too many people, too many people who'd already on the card. Yeah, pulling double duty. In. I don't understand when you've got people who didn't make the card at all. Why was Cesaro in it? Why was Sheamus in it? Why yeah. was Seth in it? Because if Seth that's Rollins the case, was in it for a long while. Seth as well. Rollins was in it for twenty minutes. Yeah. In that case, why wasn't Braun Strowman in it? Mm-hmm. If we're going to do that, that's it. But you know, apparently they were lawing to themselves. The less said about Seth's tights, the better. The fire things. The fire things. The I'm ones sick that of them ever... talking about that as well. That, that bloody what is it he says? Um, what's that phrase they use now? Oh, burn it down. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm sick of hearing that. Um, <laughs> I just love the fact that. Someone said, and I can't remember who it was, um, that they used to have a shirt with those flames on when they were 13 going to a school yeah. disco. And the more <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. your hair spikes uh, up. I, I remember that, yeah. Brilliant. Um, there was a lovely little interchange between the New Day and Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal eliminated Xavier and Biggie before yeah. attempting to launch Kofi over the top, who lands with his one foot on Xavier's so chest, which was brilliant. Oh. And then they put a plate of pancakes under his foot. Yeah. And then they li- lifted him and Kofi jumped over the top of Jinder and eliminated Jinder. <laughs> that was really good. Um, I like really, really angle. enjoyed that. Really enjoyed it. Um, so well done, Kofi. You know, mm-hmm. another great um, another great escape. He was then eliminated shortly after by Cien Almas. Um, and then we had Cena come in at 20. Ooh. I have got words about <laughs> Cena. Uh, the yes. hurricane returned. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I love the hurricane's return. <laughs> it was a shame. It was a shame he got eliminated so quickly. It is, um, but you know, he was there for a for a cheap pop, effectively. Yeah. Um, then we had Adam Cole, baby. Uh, we talked about Ember Moon selling and lack of, but mm. Adam Cole sold everything. He got yeah, the rib yeah. tape on. He got the back tape on. Um, he was. He's just. He's so big, and the fact that you know he was shouting Adam Cole, baby, yeah, brilliant. Titus O'Neil, <laughs> what? Why? It's just, he's just terrible. Yeah, why him? Why Goldust? So sloppy. Yeah. Um, Miz was in Rey Mysterio. That was a good one. Yeah, totally fantastic. Tot- I don't didn't expect that at all no I didn't and when his music hit as well I popped huge on yeah. my own well uh, when his music hit I, th- I originally thought because I was like this is going to be Dolph Ziggler dressed up yeah. I thought it was just going to it was going to be a swerve but when he came out I thought Jesus he looks great he, do- he looks so trim doesn't he yeah he's pretty buff and he didn't he, he had his proper tights on he didn't have his um, like that those pants for his leg brace he didn't seem to have a leg brace either no he 
to he he had a very good showing mm-hmm. and yeah. it doesn't sound like he's got a full-time contract which is a shame because he could definitely do a job mm-hmm. on smackdown where they need names i mean he was he was fantastic um uh, mm-hmm. roman reigns everyone's favorite big dog came in next um, can I don't mind Reigns. I don't mind way. Reigns at all. I don't mind Reigns at all. But apparently the Philadelphia crowd do. Good God. Oh, yeah. Jesus. He was not very popular. Um, then we had Goldust for some reason. And then, with a complete waste of a 30th slot, Dolph Ziggler came back. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, yeah. To a fairly decent pop. Fairly decent pop. And uh, was eliminated almost instantly by Finn Balor. Oh, what is the point in being of coming back for that? I know. What and they, the they, even, they even figured it up. They said he dropped they the did. belt. He says he's had enough. Blah, blah, blah. He's coming back now for the championship. And then nothing. Absolutely nothing. What was the point? He might as well just pack up and go. Yeah, just just leave Ziggler. Um, anyway, loads of eliminations. And it left the final four of Finn Balor, John Cena, Roman Reigns and Shinsuke. Now, I've, got to mention, um, I've got to mention John Cena here. Yeah, we have. Um, where the, the his audibles are unbelievable. Um in the ring, he's screaming at the top of his voice. I mean, there's a bit where um, the bit where Mysterio had him and Reigns in oh, the six yeah. one nine, and you can and see he's him talking, turn to Reigns, talking to Reigns. You're like, fucking hell! At least pretend. Well, there's that you're one doing bit where Reigns and Cena are staring at each other, and you can hear the boos, and mm-hmm. you can hear Cena shouting, "Now, Shinsuke!" Yeah, now. I mean, that's that's all over the internet, isn't it? It's it's like, for um, God's sake, Cena. Well, I know he's someone, bad, but... One of the other podcasts I listened to, some guy said, um, you get, it's so bad, you can you can actually hear Cena shouting through a GIF. Yeah. GIFs don't have sound. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it is, it's, it's it's as if it's just, he's so lackadaisical with it. He is. And he seemed to be just going through the motions. Yeah, He definitely. really did. We seem to have... It looks so smug. Yeah, we just seem to have I Can't Be Bothered John Cena turn up again. Yeah, He eliminated Finn Balor, and I have no idea why. Because Finn Balor, unlike John Cena... I don't, I'm don't. i not saying Finn Balor should have won it. I think Shinsuke was the right man to win it. And I think if Reigns or Nakamura had eliminated Balor, fine. Yeah. Why? A, I don't think John Cena should have been in the last four. I don't care who he is. He's got well, no storyline. He's got no stakes going forward. It's... Well, they even said it themselves. It says um, when were the last three, it was like John Cena, a free agent. Yeah, Nakamura, exactly. SmackDown, Reigns, Raw, and it's like, so you've got a free agent in the last three. Exactly, and that space could have been taken up by and, someone else. And he's, he's he's basically pulled his Hogan card. Yeah, he has there. Definitely. Um, and I mean, you, you look at Balor when he was there, and you look at him, he looked absolutely haggard. He was knackered yeah. because he put in a proper shift. Then Cena just comes in fresh face, and when he throws him out as well, and he looks at him over the ropes, and he says, "Sort of, oh well, sorry, but I want to go to Mania." It's like you've been to Mania, you've main evented Mania. Why are you even here? Have yeah. you got a shit film to be part of? <laughs> King Ferdinand. Um, so, yeah, he'll. Um, I hated him for that. I did. Honestly, I don't mind Balor being eliminated, despite the fact he was my pick and he should have won. Um, <laughs> I don't mind him being eliminated because the storyline made sense for Shinsuke to win it and the babyface pop he got was brilliant, but get Reigns to eliminate him. Yeah. I did like the um, I did like the three on three face off where it was sort of You're the old and we're the new. Yeah, that was good. That I was like good. that. Yeah. And 
you know, I enjoyed the eliminations that Shinsuke did. Fine, the Ryman one. Shinsuke eventually eliminates uh, Roman Reigns, um, and he's going to Mania. Um, Rene Young, bloody hell, she didn't give him a chance. Breathe, did she, when she was know, down his neck with the microphone? We haven't, we haven't mentioned uh, one major superstar that came in that we haven't mentioned yet. Oh, who's that? Randy Orton. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, gee, I hate that man. Came, came in with his hoodie. Came in with his hoodie, his hair plugs. RKO's for everyone, and then just got randomly yeah. eliminated by, I think it was Reigns eliminated. Yeah. yeah. But what, what a pointless fair, superstar. The crowd went mental for that. Yeah, I'm when glad he, got he pissed off. Um, so, yeah, that was the Royal Rumble. All in all, a really, really good Royal Rumble. It really was, good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. But how do you follow it up, Garth? How do you follow up probably the best Royal Rumble in eight years? Well... Let the me greatest tell you, tag team matches of all you, time. You follow it with a boring tag team match. That is how you follow it. And this was for the Raw Tag Team Championship. It was Cesaro and Sheamus the Bar against the tag team champions Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. Uh, basically, now you said you fast-forwarded through this match, and I do yeah. not blame you at all because it was shite. Um, yeah. Basically, what happened was Seth Rollins... Uh, started the match whilst he was in the match uh, Jason Jordan had his head uh, smashed into the ring post I did see that Yeah, I did see that bit, oh god yeah um, but then he sold that as though he'd got concussion mm-hmm. eventually after no joke about 10 minutes lying on the outside <laughs> the match lasted 12 minutes, he was on the floor for 10 of them, he yeah. came up eventually Seth managed to tag him tag himself out, having been destroyed for 10 minutes. Uh, Jason Jordan decided that he was too injured to carry on, tagged Seth back in instantly, um, walked off, holding his head, and Seth obviously got double teamed with their weird assisted like white noise thing, and Mm. the Barini tag team champions. Um, With almost no fanfare. Literally. The bell goes and not one person cheers. It is no. depressing, is what it is. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, I mean, it sets up a possible match between Rollins and Jordan at Mania and purely wrestling-wise, that's fairly impressive. Yeah, it'll be quite good, yeah. But, but storyline-wise, nothing in it. No, no, and very, I'm just very not, I'm As good as... Um, Jason Jordan is. I'm just not. I'm not sold on him at all. I just don't care. No, no, I agree. I'm not invested at all. Um, which is a shame because, like I say, when he's part of American Alpha, he's fantastic. He's got the wrestling ability. It's, he should. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think with American Alpha, it worked because you had Chad Gable, who was the sort of the mouthpiece, and he was like the fire. Yeah. No, I agree. But he has nothing. He just has nothing. He just. No. I mean. I've been in I've been in debates with people on the groups and things, and it's um, people sticking up saying no, that's part of his character. I don't think it is. I think it's him. It's just shit. Yeah, I mean, put <laughs> put him put him in a tag team with Apollo Cruz. See, I like Apollo Cruz. I think Apollo Cruz deserves better. He deserves better than Jason Jordan. At least, just... at least I like Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Anyway, Again, te- technically, he's brilliant, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I just don't want to talk about this match anymore. Because it's, it's shit. It really is. It's uh, my main event now, and it's the triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship match. Uh, oh, sorry, WWE Universal Champion. 
Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out of Paul Heyman, uh, and it's against Kane and Braun Strowman. Um, result, as we both expected. Yeah. Pinned, who we expected. Yeah. Braun looked strong, as yeah. we expected. It was just quite a fast-paced match. It, it was. Lasted a shade under eleven minutes. Um, and got every, smashed every table. Yes, yeah, smashed everything within a <laughs> two-mile radius of the arena. Um, Brock, Brock, to be fair, Brock bumped. Brock like, did bump. Hell on this. But I'm sure you've seen it because it's everywhere at the moment. Um, Braun knees Brock in the face. Yeah. And Brock does not take kindly to it and properly close fist when smashes I, Braun in the face with it. When and I it, watched that, I thought, oof. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, bloody hell. He's going to get some payback for that. But apparently the WWE uh, network have muted... Um, Brock saying, slow the fuck down, Braun. <laughs> so, apparently Braun was just getting far too into the match. Yeah. <laughs> As properly, like, need Lesnar in the face, and Lesnar's just gone, nobbing that, bang! Yeah, because you see it, because he sort of, you see it on, on the, um, I don't think it's a slumber, he sort of gives him an, an uppercut to the stomach. Yeah, he does. And you see, you see Braun wobble. Yeah, he, he... And then when he takes that Smacked to the face, he has to take a knee. Yeah. I mean, he takes it well, to be fair to him. Mm-hmm. A punch from, Bro- uh, oh, from Brock is I mean, nothing to laugh about. To be fair, if uh, if Braun had given that knee to somebody else, he probably would have broke their neck. That is true. It's a good job that Brock has no neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Brock had a good show in here, F5-ing. Um, Braun threw a table, then lifting a second announce table onto him, that, um, that, a la SummerSlam. That F5 looked brutal on that because he hit he, the corner he did and he hit it with his face as well yeah and then oh it made me laugh the cane one afterwards where he landed on the table and the table just went didn't breathe <laughs> he landed on it nothing <laughs> happened and then about 30 seconds later the table just collapsed it's it's like they pulled a pin on it and yeah. it just collapses underneath them <laughs> it's like those really slow detonations on a uh, on a building um but yeah eventually uh Braun Strowman's thrown to the outside um Lesnar F5's Kane onto a chair and walks away the Universal Champion. Yeah. So it looks like Elimination Chamber, obviously, looking at the roar after this, looks like Elimination Chamber is um, going to crown the number one contender for WrestleMania. Um, I mean, we all know who's going to win that, surely. (laughs) I mean, when we do our predictions for that, I mean, we are both going for Reigns, surely. Yeah. Unless he gets injured. Unless he gets <laughs> injured. Um, which, you know, you don't want, but... Or f- fails a drug test. Yeah, or fails a drug <laughs> test. That could legitimately happen, depending if yeah. he's, uh, you know... I'm not allowed to say for legal reasons. Um, <laughs> anyway, next. And I can't begin to describe how happy I am that this main evented. Yeah. I am so happy this main evented. The women deserve it, absolutely. Um, i tell you what I didn't like, though. Stephanie McMahon. Oh Christ! The, the How on worst. earth have you made a first Royal, Royal Rumble for women about you? Because it's because everything's about her when it comes to these oh, firsts. It's everything about are you a heel or a face? Stop high fiving the crowd. You're a heel, mm-hmm. okay? And stop making everything about you. Talking about Finn Balor and how well he did. Yeah, well, you know, I like the women's Royal Rumble. I don't I care, Stephanie. Fuck off. The thing is, when she came out, I said, there's only one reason she's out there, and it was right. 
Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Absolutely. And you were right. She, we will... has to, she has to get a rub of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we will go into the Women's Royal Rumble because, again, it was fantastic. It really, really yeah. was good. Um, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch started. I mean, both of them had that sort of Iron Man thing going on. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks lasted uh, 55 minutes and Becky lasted, I think, about 31, 32 minutes. Yeah. So both of them really, really good showings. Um, I like I liked how they had the, the champions on the outside as well. That was good. It was good, yeah. Do you know what I'd have really liked? Like two thrones, a blue throne and a red throne. Yeah. I would have really liked that. <laughs> um, or just or just one of them. Yeah, or just one of like them. Like Alexa Bliss with one. That would have been good. Just... She is really small. She did need or a on, throne. on like a high chair. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we had a run of mid-carders, as you would expect, until we got to number five, when Lita returned. Yeah, that so was cool. my first return came true. Uh, no Terry Runnels in this show. Um, she was conspicuous by her absence. Jacqueline was in though. Jacqueline was in, yeah. Ivory wasn't, so you even beat me on that. Oh no, we didn't. We drew because Beth Phoenix was in it. Yeah. So we drew on that. In fact, she we drew on the Women's like Royal she, Rumble because we said ask her. She looked like she just retired the day before. Yeah, there was a couple of people, to be fair, who looked like they'd retired the day before. Was, yeah. I'll tell you what, of the legends, or free agents, or whatever, that came back, all of them had a good showing. Yeah. Um, I, um, I think my biggest pop the whole and lot was Molly Holly. Yeah, Molly Holly. When she, when she came out, brilliant. I was literally, because I really get into it like as much as I used to, but I was literally like, yes! <laughs> she looks Just, fantastic. She looked yeah. fantastic. She wrestled really well. She was quick-paced. Really, really good. Whereas Lita, Lita was blown up oh, within a couple of minutes. Yeah, Lita was knackered. But, um, you know, she brought out the moonsault, the um, the twist of fate to both yeah. Becky and Sasha. Um, Carrie Sane came in. She had a really good showing, as I said before. Yeah. I thought she was brilliant. Um, to me, I like her gimmick in. as well. I like it. Say again? I like a gimmick. Yeah, a gimmick is pretty good. Yeah. You know, you don't have enough of those gimmicks now. Like I said, Tamina came in. Who cares? Uh, Dana Brooke. She looked, she looked so out of shape as well. She really did. She did. Yeah, and then her elimination was kind of just, well, average. That's a thing. Like um, I'd noticed that um, a lot of the women struggled to get over that top rope. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's obviously there's a massive height difference between the men and the women. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that rope being there. It's it's. I think they're gonna have to do something about it next time. Mm, have yeah. the rope gimmick so it drops or something because the, the, a lot of the time you can see them sort of actively jumping to get over it. Just think about Alexa Bliss, blaster. I know, and it sort of took it out a bit. I mean, even like even just running the ropes, they were struggling at times. Yeah, yeah. Even Becky and Becky's, you know, one of the fitter ones. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we had Dana Brooke, who for some strange reason they thought it was necessary for her to eliminate Kyrie Sane. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Tori Wilson of... returned. Yeah, that was that was alright. That was good. Um, then you know we had Sonya Deville, Liv Morgan, Molly Holly, um, <laughs> Lana. Great. Um, no wrestling ability whatsoever. No, she just needs to go back to. Well, she's to supposedly reset. managing Tamina now, but I don't see that. But I suppose that's because Tamina's never on telly. No. Um, then the Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool, she ended up with the most eliminations. Really? Five. Jesus. Yep, yeah, the winner, Asker, only got three. 
She looks. She looked a bit sort of out of it. To be honest, to be honest, I didn't think it was fair that there was loads of Undertaker chants. Yeah, that but I hated fair. that. Come that on. was shocking. Yeah, it's the women's Piss rumble, off. man. Who cares? Mm. There was another one as well where uh, they were chanting for the other half. Uh, Rusev Day. Yeah. Yeah, but I really don't care about Lana. I, I really don't. But I even really so, sick, no, I agree. It shouldn't crowd. be about the men when it's about the women's like rumble. It's, it's that crowd. It's the, they're trying to get themselves over all the time. Yeah, they are, and they're a smarky crowd. And Definitely. for the vast majority, for the men's rumble, you were brilliant, Philadelphia. For this, you were okay. It's just stop trying to be smarky. Just, uh, just enjoy the match. Exactly. <laughs> You're part of history. Um, as Stephanie McMahon. Kept I was going to say. Saying, I don't think that I don't think they mentioned that enough. No, I don't. <laughs> Did she have like buzzwords? Um, also, can we just take a moment to appreciate the facts that Corey Graves had about every single competitor? Yeah. Sonia Deville came in ex MMA. Oh, her favourite person was such and such from the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. What? <laughs> he's cares? so good. He's so good. I like him. Me, I think he's brilliant because he's got that. He's got again. He's got like Jesse Ventura about him. Corey Graves is fantastic, but what? Um, <laughs> I think they've obviously just got to fill it. Like they've got to, especially when it's people who they're not really sort of known to, see. to the yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt then. In that case, <laughs> uh, Ruby Riot came in next. Then my favourite entrant, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she does not look any different at all with that I, yell of excuse me I used to hate her but then I realised how, how good it, she actually was yeah how good it was that she made you hate her mm-hmm. um, I just love the fact that she was in relationship storylines all the time with Dolph Ziggler and Edge, Edge. <laughs> if you had the choice you're just like I'm going to get with the fittest blokes um, plus it was like that they really went for it as well oh they did yeah they really did um, <laughs> Uh, we then had Carmella and Natalia. Um, the returning Kelly Kelly. Was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, God, I. Yeah. Not, not so... than Kelly. Great. Carmella, she was awful. Who was? Carmella. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just... She was in it for a long time, though. Screaming and Natalia. As well. Yeah, Natalia, yeah. 25 minutes, you know. She's. <laughs> Again, she that started, you know, she came to the ring, that started Stephanie off on a whole. Oh, mm. you know. The women's revolution, women's revolution. Steph, we know. We were there. <laughs> Just shut up. She shouldn't have been on commentary. Nah, Basically, if you're Steph, you set up the match and you leave it. That's it. Uh-huh. Okay, it's not about you. It's not about you. If you're going to have someone <coughs> commentate, actually have a woman who wrestled, not well, that's you. It. And when I say wrestle, I don't mean two matches, one against your dad. <laughs> okay, I mean like a proper wrestler, like a Lundra Blaze. Yeah, who she was on the pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. You know, yes, I understand that you're the, you know, the Bill and Doll Princess. Yes, I understand that it's you that has sort of put this together. We know that. We don't need you there to show us that. Um. Anyway, some more entrants. We had the, you know, the female roster. We had Nia Jax, Naomi. Um. We had a couple more Hall of Famers in the uh, Jacqueline and Beth Phoenix arriving. Yeah. Beth Phoenix looks like she could properly wrestle today. Mm-hmm. Um, as does Jacqueline, to be fair. Jacqueline, especially for her age. Yeah, she absolutely. Gives some, she, she gives some people some hard, some hard knocks. She did. Um, then, of course, we had the Bella Twins. 
Um, it was all about Nicky Bella as you know. That was another one where they were shouting John Cena sucks and stuff. It's like stop it. He does suck, to be fair. Um, it's just it takes it away from the. It does. Them it and, does. and then I get the whole yes thing because they embrace that and it's it's part of the whole of wrestling. Yeah, that's but fine, but got... it's nothing to do with Brie. Yeah, it's nothing but to the... do with Brie, and that's what irritates so many people. Because you know it's not about Daniel Bryan, it's not about John Cena, it's not about the Undertaker or Rusev. It's about the women and the fact that women's mm-hmm. wrestling has come that far from bra and panties matches, from pig pen matches, from lingerie <laughs> pillow fights. Which, looking back on it, you look and go, "How did I enjoy?" Well, we know how we enjoyed that. We were yeah, like, horny 40, teenage 15 boys. Old, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you look back on it now and you're ever so slightly ashamed. Um, but you know women's wrestling's come so far you've got legitimately fantastic wrestling competitors in that ring and you're shouting yes for Daniel Bryan you know get a grip Um, Bailey came in next and then Trish Stratus yeah Um, so a couple of eliminations worth um, talking about it took two people to eliminate Sasha both Brie and Nikki so at least Sasha had a bit of a rub there Naomi had that um Skit with with the like the what you call him like the Kofi Kingston. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, I remember that, that was quite good. Yeah, yeah that was quite. And good. Naomi is good. Um, I feel like she gets a bit of a, a bit of a raw deal about her championship reign. I thought her championship reign was fairly decent. Yeah, it was only an injury that stopped it, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was really. She got it back at Mania though, and then eventually she lost it to Charlotte um, to Natalia. Yeah. Sorry, at SummerSlam. Um. In an extremely underwhelming match, but yeah, um, yeah Tristratus came in, looked fantastic. Yeah, uh, again, could have retired yesterday, and we wouldn't have known the difference. Um, Brie and Nikki, apparently, this is now setting up a WrestleMania match between the two. I can't think of three people who'd want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously, Brie was eliminated by Nikki. Which left Nikki which was, and Asuka as the last two. I imagine I there'd like been that. riots if Nikki had have won. I did like that turn. I did like that. Yeah, turn. it's nice. I, I, it's good. And it made, and it obviously, it, it it sort of made it definitive on who was the heel here. Yeah, yeah, but Nikki's been face. <laughs> yeah, and she'll still go around doing all her face things. Mm, with John. With John. Super John. Big match, John. <laughs> um. But anyway, we were left with Nikki and um, Asuka in the ring, and thank the Christ, the correct person won that as well. That that was immediately yes. overshadowed. That it's just this. Yes, week. we're doing a women's rumble, but who cares about that? Because we've got MMA fighters. Didn't like this. No, I didn't at didn't all. Didn't like this at all. No. I agree, and that for those who haven't seen spoilers, um, we had the debuting. Ronda Rousey arriving afterwards uh, with Stephanie McMahon in the ring. Obviously, she had a cool T-shirt. She had got quite a cool T-shirt. I will give her that. She was and apparently Rowdy Roddy Piper's actual leather jacket. Really? Apparently so. That's pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> Why was she there? To sell mania tickets. Fair enough. But can you understand the tweets sent out by Nia Jax and yes. Nikki Bell? Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, I saw that and immediately thought, I thought, obviously, it's part of her work, it's part of the characters, but at the same time, you've got to think, yes, 
it, it's it's another thing where WWE just put this almighty power on the celebrity side of things, and as soon as a celebrity come in, they're immediately more important than everybody else. Yeah, it and and it's I mean these people, these women have just had the first of its kind in WWE, and then immediately after it, yeah. it's just overshadowed. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's fantastic that Ronda Rousey is part of the WWE, and it is fantastic. She, I No doubt Charlotte will carry her to a fantastic match, because I think we both agreed she's going to take on Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Asuka has just won the Women's Royal Rumble. I was expecting sort of ticker tape and everything. Yeah, but she was just kind of pushed aside. I mean, it, it was quite cool when she came out and she went to shake her hand, and Asuka sort of went... Pfft. Knocked it aside as if to say, "Who are you?" Sort of thing. Yeah, and that's the correct reaction. But apparently, only three people knew that she was debuting that night. See, that's just—it just seems it's like, yes, I get it. I understand they want that big, big sort of reveal at the big show. But and and I've heard people argue about um, sort of. Well, it's a big pay-per-view and people have paid for that. And uh, yeah, but give it if you put it on Raw, more people are bound to exactly. Why tune not in. debut the night after? But um, and like I said before, Stephanie was there just for that exchange at the end. Yeah, and yeah, again, Stephanie sent the stage. The sort of pensive handshake and the uneasy look, which is just to me, it's just is she going to be in this main match? Oh. oh. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about hint, it. Not. There's hints that it could be like Triple H and Stephanie versus her and um, someone mentioned Braun, maybe. Oh, that'd be amazing. And you just think, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Rousey in the ring, but this just wasn't right. I don't think it, it took a massive shine off that match, yeah. off Asuka. Because of the next day, if you look at um, if you looked at the WWE website and if you looked at ESPN, everything was just Ronda Rousey debuts after the Royal Rumble. And it's like, well, that's it. It's an afterthought now. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's a shame. Um, it definitely took a bit of the sheen off. Um, I can see what the WWE were trying to do. Obviously, big celebrity joining. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I just I don't agree with how they did it and the timing of when they did nah. it because it. Or, I mean, at least have a couple of minutes or five or ten minutes after where she's coming out of the ring or something. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even do the thing where they said, "Who are you going to challenge?" No. I mean, at least they did with like Shinsuke, and he obviously gave everybody the match that they wanted. Oh God, can you imagine yeah. if you'd have said like the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah. <laughs> Baron um, Corbin. <laughs> but I mean, they didn't. She didn't even get on the mic or anything. No, and that it just it kind of did. It rushed it a bit. Um. Anyway, Raw the night after. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I haven't seen it. No. Stephanie basically completely bypassed Asuka again by asking Asuka to wait until elimination after elimination chamber to make a decision because, <laughs> um there's going to be the first ever women's elimination chamber match, which is fantastic, where Alexa Bliss is going to defend her title in the elimination chamber. So, 
Stephanie makes another big announcement. It's all about Steph. Um, <laughs> we had men's qualifiers for the um, Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. Do you know the results? Nope. Okay. Do you want to know the results? Uh, of course yeah, yeah. you do. I, I can probably guess. Um, well, Elias has qualified to be really? in the number one contendership Elimination Chamber match. All right. By defeating Broken Matt Hardy, or Woken Matt mm-hmm. Hardy. Uh, after a distraction from Bray Wyatt. And John Cena has qualified. What a surprise. By defeating Finn Balor. Fucking hell. Oh, yes, I do. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's right. I read it. What? And again, this will probably get as expletive, but I don't care. What the living blue fuck is that about? Well, the, what, I, what I read on the, the the review that I read of the match, they said, it again, it was... It was John Cena doing the well I need to win and then when he won it was like oh, I suppose I won not not putting his all in and the, the said Finn Balor put on a great match yeah and, and John Cena was just there I'm sorry but what on earth is John Cena I just I don't agree with it he swans again, off he's just calling his again he's calling his he, he must have, he must have some sort of contract that gives him complete control but I don't, fair enough if John Cena wants to be in the Elimination Chamber match. Feed him Elias. Feed yeah. him Woken Matt Hardy. Give yeah. Finn Balor a chance to be in that match. Why is Finn Balor not in that match? It's utter, just... utter bullshit. They seem to have, they just really seem to have something against him. I, I don't understand. I really do not that... understand. And I've, I've put on Twitter and said, this had better lead to the world's greatest heel turn. Otherwise, what is the fucking point? Yeah. It's more. It's more like it's it's going towards. It's not a heel turn. He's just he's becoming sort of cocky, John Cena. Oh, I or, hate John. No, I meant for Finn Balor. All right. Oh well. Yeah. Don't give a shit about John Cena. I'm sorry. What <laughs> stakes has he possibly got in this elimination just, chamber match? Just the fact he wants to pay off when he gets to Mania. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long one, but I've certainly enjoyed it. Been um, a good one. That was NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and the Royal Rumble 2018. What were your thoughts? Please let us know. Talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on Facebook. Leave comments on the YouTube video. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and on YouTube. Garth, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Drummer Jackson. Fantastic. You can find me at Real Rob Goodwin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys again soon. See you later. You've been listening to Wrestling and More's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WAM Podcast UK, on Facebook, and check out the website, wrestlingandmoreblog.weebly.com. Until next time, wrestling fans. 